Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I don't know why I'm talking like that today, but today, today, another great episode. We have on Tom from Delaware. Great guy. I met Tom for the first time in person at FYA 2020. We had become friends on Instagram and Twitter. We shared a lot of mutual friends, which I had no idea that he was so close to some people that I knew. And I thought that was really cool. I saw him pop up in my buddy Garrett's Instagram. It was like a like pictures from his wedding. And I was like, holy shit, like those guys know each other. But then I put it two to get together from the same area. It only makes sense that they know each other. It's just uh, I, I don't realize sometimes how small our little world of hardcore really is because most of the times it feels so vast and worldwide, but there's just so many people that you don't realize are connected. So, so it's cool. And I had been a fan of some of the bands that Tom had been in and I knew that he'd been around for a long time and him and I would chat every now and then through the DMS about whatever was going on locally to him because I'm always curious about what's happening in other scenes and just trying to stay up to date with what's going on and what's current. And I ran into him in Florida and introduced myself and I wanted to ask him to come on and just kind of just shoot the shit about hardcore, uh, what he's been up to, how he got into this whole scene. And I, I really enjoyed the conversation. It's always fun to talk to people about something that we share in common, especially with hardcore, because to me it's so special and we all kind of see it differently. So I always want to just kind of pick people's brain and just talk about hardcore because I could do it for days. I love the music and I just want to continue to just spread the word and just, you know, just keep it going because hardcore is amazing. Hardcore is fun and I just wanted to check in and see how Tom's doing. So it was cool and it was my pleasure to have him on and just kind of share his stories. And I hope you guys enjoy it too. And if you guys are looking to start a band in the Delaware, Philly, Baltimore area, hit Tom up. He's a drummer. And I know most of the time it's people say they have a hard time trying to find a drummer. Well, he's a good drummer and he might be in your area. So don't be shy. Hit him up. Start something new. And without further ado, welcome Tom to the podcast. to the podcast tom hey what's up <laughs> dude good to be here thank you I'm, I'm glad you came uh you know i 
have seen you like around on the internet like a bunch and um it wasn't until i followed you that i realized we had mutual friends and like i was especially surprised oh, yeah. when you um posted pictures with uh garrett oh yeah dude he's one of my best friends one of my longest friends i'd say yeah and i met garrett um which was like super random i, I got invited by uh, a friend steve um he was like hey i'm gonna be in california like let's go to disneyland so i was like yeah i'm down and yeah. he had mentioned that he was there with some friends which is fine and i was like cool I'll, I'll meet them if they're friends with you should be good people and one of those uh people in the group was garrett so i, I met him there for the first time and uh he's always been like a really nice guy so i, I i'm always oh, yeah. stoked to meet people who know him because uh i love talking to him Oh yeah, man. He's so, he's so genuinely like nice to everybody. He treat like he legitimately treats everybody the exact same. And that's like the same way he treats me. He treats everybody like a friend. He's, he's really easy to, uh, he's super easy to get along with. If it's the Steve I'm thinking about, that's, he's the, the undisputed king of going to Disney. Yeah, oh yeah. Steve Huey. I'm sure like, yeah. every, oh, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. Everybody knows Steve. Uh, I'm not surprised anymore when people tell me they know him uh, because just uh, hanging out with him and just uh, and Steve's a great guy. He's helped me out with Mm -hmm. the podcast, Mm -hmm. put me in contact with some cool people. So uh, I I never really understood his reach until we started hanging out more because. Yeah. Yeah. Steve and I uh, go to Disney together a bunch like we. Yeah. You you go a lot, too. Oh, yeah. 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 So I I go to Disneyland a lot because I I live Mm -hmm. like right down the street. But uh, I, I try to get out to Disney World at least a couple times a year. Wow, I've only been I've only been twice in my life. Like once when I was super young, probably like maybe eight or so, and then I went a couple of years ago with uh, as like a band trip with this band I was in, and that was really it was so much more fun going as an adult. And it, are you talking about going to Disneyland or Disney World? Disney World, Disney World. We uh, okay. we drove we drove down from Delaware. That's uh, pretty cool to hear you say that you had way more fun as an adult because I, I still get the people. Oh who, yeah, yeah. I, I still get people who ask me uh, like why I go so much. Like how can I go there so often and still have fun? But the park is so active and there's always like so many new things going on that whenever Mm -hmm. i go Mm -hmm. it's not the same experience there's always something new or different going on and the chances of me running into people i know are pretty high and on top of that like one of my really good friends is uh the manager of the magic shop so i I go and visit him a lot oh yeah yeah they they definitely they know exactly what they're doing there's a reason why they're so successful they're they're probably so on top of uh keeping keeping the parks uh new and exciting just because they know that people are going to be regulars and i I feel like they don't even have to do as much as um they are for the guests because Mm -hmm. some of the 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 properties that are there are just like have diehard fans and they could Mm -hmm. easily just keep it how it is right now at this very moment and they would be fine but the fact that they're willing to be um smart and you know have these like uh, timed and like you know th- themed events just like spice things up i i think it's really oh, smart yeah. and great for everybody because it makes them more money and just mm-hmm. um going in as a guest and getting to experience different stuff it, it's always fun mm-hmm. yeah it's mutually beneficial for sure well now uh it seems like they they stick to the 
it seems like they generally change with the seasons as well. What's your favorite time of year to go? For me, I love going like right after Halloween. There's like this weird Mm. period where it's like, because uh, like, I'm a fan of Christmas and mm, it's okay. like uh, Christmas kind of comes early. So uh, D- Disney switches over to the whole um, holiday. It's like the holidays. Um, they switch mm-hmm. over like really fast, like right after Halloween's done. Like next day, it's all like Christmas stuff. And I, I just love seeing the giant Christmas tree in both parks and just all yeah. the um, stuff and like the new foods because that's one thing that they've kind of um have done a better job with is uh giving us new food options like every season Mm -hmm. so oh yeah yeah definitely prefer holidays in disney that's like my favorite time to be there yeah i guess so it's 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 definitely the right way to do do the holidays yeah and so uh I wanted to have you on today just because uh, I just wanted to talk to you. I, I think you seem like you're an interesting guy. Can you talk about? Oh, thanks. <laughs> can you talk about like where you grew up? Are, are you from Delaware? Yep. Uh, so I'm born and raised in Delaware, specifically in Wilmington, which is like the 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 one I would say prop the one actual city that we have. Uh, everything else is mostly small towns all the way down throughout the state state's not very big. So especially the, the, the population center of the state is definitely the, the top of it. Like the state is only three counties. So it's really, it's really easy to get from one part of the state to the other quickly. And, uh, but most of, most of the population lives in the, the upper County Newcastle. So, uh, let me see, like, yeah, I've, I was I was born and raised in Wilmington, and I just I moved like fifteen or so, or maybe like ten or fifteen minutes away into like like I said, one of these small towns, kind of near the city. I miss living in the city. I'll probably move back eventually, just because like I'm so used to it, and I like the accessibility of like other states around me. Like I travel to Philly all the time. I travel to Baltimore all the time. Like my girlfriend is from Baltimore. So it's super easy for me to just shoot down there in like a little less than an hour. And I've, I've frequented, I've frequented like the Philadelphia scene because Philadelphia's, especially from my old house, I could get to a show in, in center city or South Philly in 30, 35 minutes. So it's, it's nothing for me, but yeah, I've always been in Delaware. I would move out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to living somewhere else either, but it's definitely awesome. And I love being here. Uh, are you familiar with that band payback? Oh yeah. Big time. So you know, their record, uh, uh Delco is in lockdown. If I remember yep, correctly. Delco is in lockdown. That's the truth. <laughs> so, um, I, I didn't really understand what Delco was cause I'm not from the area, but I was <laughs> recently watching, um, this Netflix reality show called the circle. And there's this girl Ooh. on there. Her name's, uh, Sammy. If I remember correctly, hope I don't get that wrong. 
and she mentioned that she was from Delco, and I was like, what the oh, hell? Oh, boy. Yeah, and I was just like, what? And then I, there was this other dude, I, I forget his name because it's been a, a couple weeks since I watched it, but he was from the area, too, and he was like, oh, shit, you're a Delco girl? And oh, I guess dude, there's, like, some sort of stereotype <laughs> from, like, or, like, there's, like, a stereotype about Delco girls. <laughs> oh, my God, probably. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I like, like... I can only I can only imagine, but I would love to uh, I'd love to watch that, too, because I'm definitely I'm definitely familiar with the area, so okay. to speak. And actually a little bit on. OK, well, we're, we're, we're back. You're uh, well, we were go. talking about uh, Delco. Girls. Delco. Oh, yes. We should definitely continue talking about Delco. But I was <laughs> like I was, <laughs> like I was saying I was in a band with uh with anthony from payback for a long time and he's from delco and not not all the time but a pretty good regularity we would practice at his parents house which is like right in the heart of delco and i met like some of i met a bunch of his friends from the area too and just from going to the like going to the same shows as them i'd see them around and i would just hear like the tales of delco and just driving through it, you totally get an idea of what it's like. And but it's it's a sight for sure. So what is it? Is it just like a lot of like farmland, or I've never been no, there. It's, it's it's kind of the opposite. I mean, it's it's like uh, it's definitely not suburban. Like it's not it's not suburbs, but it's definitely lots of neighborhoods. Uh, like it's lots of townships, but definitely. There's there's homes, there's uh, townhomes, there's apartment buildings, like it's it's all but an actual city, and it's just a cluster of uh, of townships like township of shout out shout out Glen Olden shout out uh, let me see what's another one Aston man I haven't been in so long I haven't thought about this in a long time Tinicum Township. Like just anyway, look like little things, little groups like that all make up Delaware County, which is what Delco is short for. Okay. Interesting. So you growing up in the Wilmington area, how did you find out about hardcore? Well, uh, I was born into a very musical family. Like my dad's a guitar player since since he was probably, I don't know, eight or something like that. So he's always been, he's always been a very active musician and it's been, it's been all but a full-time job for him since before I was born. So I've always grown up going to gigs per like per se, like not, not concerts, but definitely shows or like as what we would call shows, he would call gigs and what musicians call gigs also. But, uh, went to my first like my mom took me to the my first concert that I remember my mom took me to but it, um anyway how I got into hardcore uh I found uh, I kind of started I started leaning more I guess kind of alt when I was younger cuz I I kind of grabbed onto metal really early on and then from there I found like I found that what was really scratching the itch was like either like muni like municipal waste, uh, like obviously much like 
much like all the rest of us, uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtracks showed me all kinds of things. And then there is a local, there's a local venue that was kind of like the hub of the quote Delaware scene, I guess. And, uh, it's called the Harmony Grange. And when I was really young, I went to my first, like I, I, I've been to I've been to a couple like several few shows there along the years, but my first like true actual local hardcore show that I ever went to was there, so I found it through there. Much like much like anyone else, you can probably talk to from Delaware. Like you'll you can seldom find a person involved in hardcore from Delaware who hasn't been to a show at the Grange, so I definitely attribute it to that. That, that's cool uh, my local venue yeah yeah growing up because i grew up in like the palm springs area and mm-hmm. like we, we didn't really have like a legit local venue uh we were getting shows booked at random ymcas and uh churches that would let us host mm-hmm. there yep. uh there was this kid um his aunt owned a cafe that closed early and it was like in this like industrial park so there's really nothing going on in the evening so business uh, is closed so yeah yeah so uh somehow he convinced her to let us have shows there and uh that was pretty interesting i I remember there was a couple pretty interesting shows like there was like this uh like probably the craziest thing that happened there uh this band from norcal lose none came down and uh dudes were like moshing with machetes which was like the weirdest <laughs> thing i was like uh, yeah it was weird like they weren't really like moshing like they literally You're swinging them around though they, yeah exactly like they were swinging these like machetes around like super crazy and then like everybody just kind of like backed up as far as they could in this little cafe because <laughs> yeah. nobody wanted to get hurt um, and you're so young you're like you couldn't pay me to walk up there yeah, it was just like super intense. So th- that was like pretty interesting. But then um, it was like a cafe with like big windows. And eventually I- I'm pretty sure somebody got pushed through one of those windows and it got damaged. Ugh. And his aunt got really mad. And I think the show's, I think that's why the show stopped happening there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So it's cool um, to be able to like have like a legit spot because like, yeah, mm-hmm. we were having little, like literally having shows in like the most random places. Like I remember my buddy Steve Kipple there was like a banquet hall in Indio that was inside this castle. Like downstairs was like a Chuck E. Cheese type pizza place, but upstairs was this banquet hall that you could just rent out. And we had like, hmm. we had like a pretty good string of shows there for for a while, but then the place got bought out and like membership or like ownership changed, and they didn't want shows mm-hmm. there anymore. Yeah, it's a it's a shame when it's a shame when something really cool goes away like that, but as is the nature of the beast, I guess that like good things come and go as far as, especially as far as venues, they're so hard to, uh, they're so hard to come by when you really need them. Yeah. Cause I, even like, uh, before I moved away, when I'd be talking to like younger kids in the scene, uh, they would be really surprised when I would tell them bands like a day to remember, uh, down to nothing, like played in our city just because after that place went away and it wasn't normal for bands to come through because uh, we would get offers, but there'd be nowhere to host. So it eventually got to the point where nobody was throwing offers to play out in our area. So kids yeah. like newer kids were always surprised to hear that those kind of bands actually came through at one point. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Grange too. Like 
it's just one of those Grange halls, but uh, the uh, I think it's owned by like a church that neighbors it or something. But um, like the there's like two people in charge of uh, booking booking bands and stuff there. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it weren't if it weren't for their like <laughs> jeez, if it weren't for their like taking on that burden like so long ago, there were so many bands that came through Delaware because of them. Specifically because of Lisa, this lady, uh, Lisa, who who booked a majority of the great shows there, who is actually married to John Bowes of uh, Cold Cuts fame. Oh, so shout out Lisa, she's the fucking best. Shout out Lisa, uh, shout out John. He's actually coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked to talk to him. But uh, he's he's awesome, man. He's a really cool guy you talking about a church there was this crazy church right here and it's still um an active church to this day and um i'm not sure how they get their funding but there was this dude he was like hey uh, could you get some bands to play so my buddy steve kipple um if i remember correctly this is so long ago but uh bands would get booked at this church and the shows would always be free and the church would pay the bands and i was like wait i was like this is crazy like why why are they so willing to pay these bands and take (laughs) no never-ending nest egg (laughs) yeah it it was crazy and like the room was like upstairs and it was like this giant room with like a nice stage and like all these crazy lights and like it, it didn't last long because the, the church wasn't really familiar with hardcore. They just wanted bands to come play to, yeah. you know, help they with like traffic. Yeah. To help with like their kids that go to the church and just try to drive kids to there on like Friday, Saturday nights. And oh yeah. Yeah. And my band, I, I was in a band like a long time ago and we played, I was like, this is the craziest thing. I was like, I don't even understand how this is happening. And it wasn't uh, like, it didn't last that long. It was short lived. So I was just, thinking about it because you brought up that church and it was just a really really crazy experience hello how's that is that better oh dude no it's it's not you it's it's literally my internet like i have this and like this just started happening like last week like Mm. my my network adapter is like really finicky now like Like yesterday, zero issues, but today, like even this morning, no issues. And now that I'm like doing a podcast, like this thing's like, yeah, oh, dude. I, I want to ruin your time. Oh, dude, Murphy's Law, man. Something can go wrong at will. Okay, so <laughs> I was just talking. Well, we and then, were ta- yeah, we were, you were telling me about this uh, short-lived, short-lived band, and you said you got a, you got like a good uh, experience doing a live performance. So at this yeah. church. Yeah, it was just fun and crazy that this church was like paying bands to come out and play and they were taking or and they were just weren't charging kids to come in because like seriously, this place would like pack out and I was like, man, there's so much money being lost here. You'd think. Yeah, but I was like, whatever. I'm not like it wasn't like too involved. So I was like, okay, I was like, if you guys just want to invite all these people in and host these bands, I guess we'll let it happen. And yeah, it's chill. Yeah. So, th- but it eventually stopped because they didn't realize like what they're really getting themselves into. And then mm-hmm. bands would come and play and like lyrical content, like, you know, wasn't the best thing for yeah. the church. So uh, it, they eventually stopped doing it to my yeah, knowledge. Man. But that was cool. So, yeah. I noticed uh, you play the drums. Do you play any other instruments? 
No, I'm I'm uh, strictly drums. I mean, I started like as a like I think I touched on it once. My dad is a guitar player, so the mm-hmm. first instrument I learned is guitar. I would say that I know how to play guitar, but I am most definitely not a guitar player. <laughs> like I can I can probably pick up a song, pick up a guitar, and learn a song if I had to. Like I can still read somewhat of tabs and like I can get taught stuff, but I'm definitely a drummer like through and through. Okay. And that's cool. Cause, Cause I feel like people like have the hardest time trying to find a drummer to be in a band. It seems like it, but I like, that's what I always hear, but I don't hear anybody calling me. Well, like maybe it's just me, but I don't hear anybody calling me when they need one all the time. Well, I, I, I saw you, I'm tweeting, I, I can't remember if it was like last week or the week before, and you were talking about wanting to play drums for a band, and, and I was reading yeah. the, the replies, it seemed like some people were interested. Yeah, I got, I got some, uh, some bites out of that, I think. But yeah, I'm just like, I, it's, it's the first time in my life I'm not actively doing at least one thing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, just like, just bored. I have, I have like a full-time job and I go to the gym and I have my girlfriend and that's about it. Like my life is pretty simple and I'd love to like do some, some form of music again. I miss it. It's fun. And what happened to the last band you're in? Well, we just kind of like, uh, well, I, like we were, I was in this band called Drowse and it's like a, like a dark like a dark uh hardcore punk band or darker i'd say but um two two of our members are also in the band's chemical fix and fixation specifically uh like our guitar player mikey is in a bunch of bands all at once and our bass player wyatt uh plays bass in chemical fix and also now sings in fixation shout out fixation Cause they just dropped that promo and Wyatt is Wyatt is a musical sav- savant dude. He can do, he can do anything and it, it sounds so good. I'm so psyched for them. And he's like, he's also, uh, he's also a full-time like producer engineer and he records bands for a living. And he also like creates, I think his, his day job is like, he also writes music for like a video game company or something like that. So he's super busy all the time. Mikey's super busy with bands all the time. And uh, Fixation really started picking up steam and Chemical Fix picks up a little steam. And like we've kind of fallen, Drowse kind of fell by the wayside. But uh, at the same time, it was just me and the singer looking at each other like, well, I guess we'll just wait our turn. And Drowse has drowse has been a band for a pretty long time like before i joined because i had just joined it in i don't know maybe maybe a year and a half ago at the most but they'd been a band for a long time before that and they were and mikey and mikey and the singer evan just agreed and i think they were like well let's just uh let's just chill on this for for now then because we don't like we don't need to, we don't need to keep beating this horse. And, uh, uh, what should I say? 
struggling to find the words. Oh, but um, Mikey, like Mikey and Wyatt are so busy with fixation and chemical fix that we're just kind of like, all right, well, it's our it's our turn to like step down and just not be a band anymore. But like I said, like me and Evan are just left scratching our heads, like, well, what now? Because we don't we don't we both don't have any other bands. But it's really cool to see those, like their other two bands, succeeding super well because we always play shows together and like we always go, like the members all go to each other's shows and stuff. So it's just, it's just great. Yeah, it's cool to see you guys still support them. Uh, have you and the singer tried to go find other members to start a new project, or have you wanted to try to start something new on your own? Uh, as far as far as me and him together, we haven't really discussed it, but um, like uh. I think I think Evan is gonna try and do something with Wyatt on the side whenever he had uh, again when the operative word is when he has time, but uh, I think they're gonna do some kind of electronic project maybe like just the two of them and uh, like um, and I'm just on my own looking for looking for something either a brand new band or like fill in for a band either one like I'm not a, I'm not opposed to starting a band fresh like from the beginning but. It's it's it is definitely super easy to step into a band and just learn songs that already exist. So I'm I'm really up for anything. Yeah, because I feel like where you're located, uh, and and I know we've talked about this before. Uh, like you're so close to so many di- like different scenes. I, I feel like yep. it'd be uh, pretty cool to reach out and maybe find some new people and see what's yeah. going on because like I said there's so many different scenes near you I'm sure there's some kids looking to start a hardcore band yeah even so, yeah even even that like I I even had a discussion and not like a full-on discussion but like I even threw the idea out there like like yo if you ever need a drummer like let me know I'm only an hour from here when I was talking to one of my friends from like down Baltimore area because yeah like the sub like the the general Baltimore area is like a little less than an hour to an hour and 20 minutes from me which is in the grand scheme of things nothing at all especially if you're if you're practicing like once a week or something it's nothing at all and is that drive time with traffic or do you guys even get traffic out there I've never been there oh yeah we get we get a lot of traffic but depending on the time of day it's either minimal traffic or just regular traffic like rush rush hour is pretty universal like rush rush hour can get pretty pretty congested around like the, the population centers around me but it's not like it's nothing like uh like the major urban centers like new york city like los angeles or whatever like it's not like you have to allow an extra two hours of travel time or something like I know some people do. Yeah, it's so bad. Like traffic in LA is so bad. I, I try to avoid LA at all costs. Mm. Yeah, as 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 would most of us, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely pretty rough. Literally, like the only times I travel into LA is like either for a show or if I'm heading to the airport. Mm. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be a pretty. It seems like. It, uh, it's, you live in the Bay, right? No, no, no. Not, I, not, not the Bay. I'm sorry. Orange County. Yeah. So like uh, just like a little more uh, Southern. Yeah. You live in Southern California. Yeah. 
and I feel like you guys you guys probably get a decent amount of shows, so it probably it probably take a pretty serious show or like a really good tour package to get me to come to L.A. If it wasn't already hitting uh, Orange County, if it were me, unless it was a tour package that I wanted to see multiple dates of or something. But yeah, <laughs> if traffic was that bad, I don't know how much traveling I would do. Yeah, we definitely have uh, that option because we're fortunate enough that most shows will hit either uh, L.A., Orange County, or San Diego. Mm. And obviously I'll I'll favor going to Orange County because it's way closer. But Mm -hmm. if it's a show that doesn't hit Orange County, I'll uh, go to L.A., which is nice because it's not that far because just depending on where it is in L.A., traffic uh sometimes is, isn't even an issue because we don't have to travel that far into la oh yeah but, yeah so I, help I help me understand help me understand is uh is orange county like between la and san diego or is it yes. more southern than san diego no it's it's um between so like you have to pass orange county to get to so if, if you're traveling from san diego and going to la you have to pass through mm-hmm orange county to get there okay makes sense yeah that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool to be in between both because uh we have that convenience that we're close to so many good scenes Mm -hmm. definitely yeah but i can't remember i think the last time i went to like multiple dates of a tour man it's been because like now i'm like a little older have like a job yeah so it's like i I don't have like the convenience of going (laughs) out every night because i get like really tired and it just takes a lot of energy sometimes so i I think the last time i did that was when uh turnstile came out on tour for those of the non-stop feeling tour oh that was such a good tour that was the tour with super heaven right yeah yeah so i think it was like super heaven there was another heavy band on the tour i don't remember who Oh, that was a great tour. I think I saw, I think I did that too. I think I saw two dates of that tour also. Yeah. They, they played chain. Uh, so they, they played orange County. I'm trying to remember this correctly. I think they went to orange County, LA. Then they did a secret show at, um, back in orange County. They played the skate shop and then I think they went to San nice. Diego. Nice. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like something I would have followed too. Oh man. I think, Oh, never mind. Different tour. Never mind. Wait, no, it was that tour. Was Diamond Youth on that leg of that tour? Uh, if they were, it wasn't on the West Coast because they. Because mm-hmm. as far as I know, Diamonds only come out like once, and that was when they were on tour with like Roswell Kid and Super Heaven. Dude, that was that was on the Iris's Chrome tour. I saw that. I saw that record release show oh, in Philly. That's Man, awesome. Diamond Youth was such a great band. And Roswell Kid too. Shout out both of those bands. They are if oh, I miss both of those bands a lot. Yeah. No, but um, that was definitely the. Uh, Di- I think Diamond. Oh, maybe maybe I'm misremembering now. I th- I swore I thought Diamond was on the uh, the nonstop feeling tour, but I might have just had the the two shows confused because they were in the same venue. But anyway, I would I would like because of where I live. I can, I can, uh, I can bounce back between, especially if a tour is coming through either DC or Baltimore, usually it's Baltimore. I can, I can go to a Baltimore show and I can catch the Philly show because a lot of the time they're the day 
like they're one day apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Or some sometimes the move is like it's like depending on which direction they're coming from, they'll either hit they'll either hit Baltimore on like a weekday and Philly on a on a weekend, like either a Friday or a Saturday, and then I'll determine which city I go to for that. Just like for my own selfish reasons, like I said, or like you said, I'm sorry, like, like I'm getting older, so I'll definitely take advantage of a full on day off to travel to a show. But sometimes it works out where I can just go to both. Yeah, I think it's cool that you get to be able to experience like that many different scenes because I, I, I for me, I feel like it's different than being out here because yeah la orange county san diego three different scenes but like we're all in the same state so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel that different but i feel like it, like once you cross like state lines like it's just like a whole different ball game dude yeah even if they're not even that far it can be like worlds apart yeah so i because like for us or for me when i was younger i, I used to travel to arizona a lot because when i lived out in the palm springs area getting to Arizona, my buddy Jeff, he books a lot of shows in Yuma and going out there for shows was cool. And then even being like a little more reckless when I was younger, like friends and I would drive out to Vegas on like, like on a whim. We'll be like, all right, cool. Like there's a cool show happening in our buddy's living room in Vegas. Like, let's go check this out. And I'll play Eastside Joe's. <laughs> oh, you've played Eastside Joe's? <laughs> oh, I've played Eastside Joe's. I've played Eastside Joe's. I played there one time. When I was in, I was in this band called Drown. Okay. And we did, we did a full U.S. tour, and that was our our Vegas show. Shout out Justin from Las Vegas from uh, Risk Meat Razor. I love you. Dude, that is so crazy. Um, I I, t- I totally forgot about that venue. I I think the building got demolished, if I remember correctly. It's not even there anymore. Uh, that's what it should be. <laughs> it serves it right, I guess. Yeah, I remember going there for the first time and we're like driving like, you know, through the dirt and I'm like, are we at the right place? And then there's like this <laughs> yeah, weird, yeah, there's like this weird little house in the back. And I was like, okay, I was like, I guess this is where the show's happening. Yep. Yeah. There's like ramps and stuff in the house. Yeah. And or skate, skate ramps, I mean. And, and apparently uh, Joe of Eastside Joe's like live there. I guess he would just like wait for the show to be over and then just go oh, back yeah, to yeah. living in the house, which I thought was so weird because like there was like <laughs> nothing in there. in the back room. <laughs> He so, lived in the back room. I never saw his room, with it, but it, that's so crazy. Some somebody, oh god! <coughs> Excuse me. Somebody at the somebody at the show that I was playing accidentally like accidentally opened his door. I guess it was unlocked, and they uh-huh. were probably looking for a bathroom or something. And he's just chilling in his room, like sitting on his bed. Like, what are you doing in here? And they're like, "My bad, sorry." That's so crazy that he was just, I, I didn't even know he was just hanging out in, or he would just hang out in his room. That's crazy. <laughs> he just straight be there. No, yeah. they ran into Eastside Joe. <laughs> they ran into Eastside Joe in <laughs> Eastside Joe's. That's, that's crazy. I love Vegas because um, I'm, I'm pretty close with uh, the guys in uh, Black Path Booking. Shout out. Dustin, he's been working hard for the scene of Las Vegas for a really long time. And nice. yeah, and shout out Suffer the Loss, Winch Mob, love all those bands. Mm. Shout out Folsom. 
Yo, <laughs> good old Folsom. Yeah, all, all those guys are doing a, a different band these days. Um, what is it called? I, w- I want to say it's called Spirited Away, if I remember correctly. Oh, oh no, Studio excuse Ghibli me. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's the, yeah, that's the movie. No, they're, they're called Spirit World. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, that's Spirit, a cool name. Yeah, shout out Spirit World from Las Vegas. Um, but that I, I like that you brought up Folsom because uh, I, I don't know too many people who listen to, to that band. Dude, again, shout out Anthony from Payback. Folsom was our shit. We'd we'd listen to that in his car, like driving to practice or just like driving around. He de- he is definitely responsible for showing me Folsom. Okay, yeah. And it's so funny. It's so funny that uh, Justin, who booked my my show in Las Vegas, like I I met him. I guess that was definitely that was either January or February 2015, and Justin is in Risk Meet Razor. Uh-huh. And I ran into him the first time I saw them. And then we were like, oh, where are you from? Where are you from? He said, Vegas. And I said, oh, have you heard of Eastside Joe's? And he said, yeah, I definitely have. Because I was like, dude, I, we, we were talking about music. And I was like, such and such. And this band Folsom is so fucking sick. And he goes, dude, I was in Folsom. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And he was like, yeah, dude, I play I play bass in Folsom. <laughs> That's wild. Such a, um, like, yeah, I, I'm not sure why they didn't do more, like, when they were, like, more active. Because I remember, like, I would have to go to Vegas to see them. And then there was mm. this one time where uh, they got booked in my hometown. And I was just, like, I was so, like, blown away. I was like, hell, yeah, Folsom's coming to California. This is great. I don't have, <laughs> cool. to, dri- I don't have to drive out <laughs> to see them. But, yeah, I, I think that, like, their style was awesome. <laughs> They're definitely they're definitely so good at that style, dude. Shout out if you're a viper. That's so funny. Yeah, I I, I still have one Folsom shirt that I like take care of. I'm like I can't let this. Oh go. yes. Yeah, I was like <laughs> I can't let go of this. This shirt's too cool. Dude, I love that. Yeah, and dude, they just played uh, a couple. They did. Mo- they did just play. Yeah, a couple of months ago, and like. I can't remember, like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's for a benefit, if I remember correctly, but I had plans that night, so there was no way I could just drop them just to go to Vegas, uh, and I was just so Can you so imagine bummed. how cool it would be to see them in, in 2019 or 2020 <laughs> or some shit, though? It's, you're like, man, I miss this so much. Yeah. and That would be I, awesome. I, yeah, w- would have loved that, because last time I saw, I think the last time I saw Folsom was in Arizona. If I can, wow. Yeah. They they, def- they they definitely been long broken up when I discovered them, so there was no chance of me seeing them. Dang, yeah, they and they, they put on a good performance. I I've seen them like nice more times than I can remember, but it, it was either literally I, I saw them once in California, a bunch of times in Vegas, and a couple times in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And is that because like just like kind of circle back around? Is that because you were like driving out to Vegas and Arizona and shit kind of regularly? Yeah, yeah, because I was just younger, didn't really have too many responsibilities, and I just yeah, really man. wanted to see these bands and and just where I was living at the time, it was just like way more convenient than now. Because granted, where I'm at now, it doesn't take that long to get to Vegas, but to get back to the part of That's Arizona, still- yeah, but to, to get back to Arizona is just like way longer drive, and I I couldn't just do it overnight like I used to. Bear with me. My dog was tap dancing because he saw that my uh, 
my girlfriend just pulled in my driveway. Oh, it's all good. So, so he's like, he's like, oh, let me out, please, please let me out. I need to see her. That's awesome. Your dog just doesn't want to be bored anymore. Dude, he, well, the whole time we're talking, he's just like, I, ha- I had food on the table earlier. So he's just, he's looking at me like, I know, like he, <laughs> and he, He's just telling me with his eyes, like, I know you want to feed me. I'm so sad. I'm so hungry. Please give me a crumb. Just a crumb. Just living just to get one little taste of whatever you're eating. Just one one little salami. That's funny, man. I was uh, he's a psycho. I was house sitting for my buddy uh, and I didn't like and he has like a smaller dog. So he, he wanted me to go and just like be there with his dog while he was gone on vacation for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. and I passed out and I had like food like on his coffee table. I, I went out and got like Raisin Cane's and nice. his, his dog wasn't too familiar with me. Uh, so it was like kind of timid, just like hanging out in the bedroom and I was in the living room, like watching YouTube. And then I, I kind of just like mm-hmm. dozed off and then I wake up and like the dog had you know, like come out and like ravaged like my whole oh, like shit. meal. And I was like, Oh crap. I was like, I hope that dog's okay. Cause like it ate like <laughs> all like the, the sauce and the chicken and oh. all the fries that I had. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, I was like, I didn't get to enjoy that, but I hope the dog did. And I hope it's okay. Cause I wasn't sure Dude, what it was supposed to eat. <laughs> What a lesson learned. You can't leave your food unattended for one second. Yeah. And like, I didn't even, well, and also I'm a heavy sleeper. So, uh, it was like a really small dog. So it it didn't wake me up. It just, yeah, woke up. All my food was gone and I was definitely bummed out about that. (laughs) Yeah. In the blink of an eye, never make that mistake again though. Yeah, definitely not. And, uh, the, the dog, yeah, it was crazy because I would, I had the food like it's the dog food out for it to eat, but I think it was like just so scared because it was probably wondering who the hell I was because it had never seen me before. Oh yeah, it definitely wanted no parts of uh, it definitely wanted no parts of coming and eating its food, despite it being its food in its house. Like a stranger is there, so it probably didn't want to eat in front of you or something. Yeah, but, but the dog but, knows yeah. me now, so nice. Yeah, so it's nice, but yeah. How do we even yeah, get man. to this part? We were talking about. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> dude, I I remember I was at FYA and I didn't even know you were going to be there, so I, I was like um, surprised to see you. But I, I remember I, I recognized you from from behind because I, I saw your back tattoo. I was like, hey, I was like, I think I know who that is. <laughs> Almost, my shirt was off. That must have been before, either right before or right after the Gulch set. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, I was like, that's Tom. I was like, I'll go talk to him at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a fun, fun fest. That was so much fun. Yeah. I, I, lo- I loved FYA this year. I praise Bob and the whole team uh, every time that gets brought up because I, I had a really great time at that fest. Dude, yes, seriously. Shout out Bob. Shout out Joe. And shout out everybody involved with FYA because it is like bar it was like bar none has to be one of the most successful fests of its size that there is because everybody I know who goes has a great time. There's always a bunch of great bands and everything look everything runs like it couldn't it could not run smoother. Like everything's easy, like there's no problems. It's it's great. I love FYA, dude. 
Yeah, same here. And that was my first time ever going to the fest. Have you been in the previous years? I've been once before. I think it was 2016. I went. Which venue was that at? That was at the Orpheum, I believe. Oh, the good old Orpheum. Yeah. Huh. Because I've only seen videos of the fest when I was at the Orpheum, and that stage just looked like it was way too high. That's that stage was a sight to behold. It's like you could you could walk like I'm six four, and I I I walked up to that stage and I was like, this is at my chin. This is this is a suicide mission if you're gonna jump off this thing. No, thank you. Yeah, I feel like the fact that that stage was so high, that's why there was like a lack of stage dives. Oh yeah, there was like none that I can recall even. Yeah, I, I remember walking into the venue at the one that happened this year and i was like kind of curious because like man this is a huge room if this place it was awesome yeah i was like if this place doesn't pack out this might be kind of awkward but sure enough by the time uh true form got started (laughs) uh the place was just like like you know filled up and i was like wow i was like okay this is like the right amount of space because i i never once felt like too crowded it was never like too like hot or gross in the actual room i felt like it was just Mm -hmm. nice like the whole time Mm -hmm. this this the size of despite the fact that it was a massive gorgeous room in this facility like there was like you could you could tell there was a like for lack of a better word there you could tell there was a fuck sh- like a fuck ton of people there but there was still so much room to walk around and like either browse merch or or go outside or like all that stuff it was it was every everything was exactly right it seemed like yeah, I, I, I joked with my friends and told them that I felt like we were at a convention because that's what it felt like being in like that giant hall that is a great comparison but but it's cool. Like I like that um, there was like enough space. Mm-hmm. Like I really like when they had all the lights on. Like I think it was during inclination. Yeah. They they turned on all the lights. I was like, dude, this yeah, this looks so awesome. I I want to say somebody one of them was like, yo, keep the lights on or something. Yeah, because I feel like. Uh, it's cool sometimes like you know to have like you know stage lights and dim the room but there's just something about having like all the lights on that just makes it a little more special yeah i like seeing everything i i'm i'm really big on being aware of all my surroundings on all sides as often as possible so i definitely enjoy the lights being on and i don't like it's different when you're seeing a movie or something then the lights should go down so that you can focus on this big lit up screen but if you're watching a live performance and you're like like people are people are standing right in front of you, uh, maybe it's different with plays or something. But when ba- when when bands are playing, I want to see everything. Yeah, especially at an especially at an active participation show like a hardcore show, I want to be I want to see everything around me. Yeah, it's nice to kind of see how the, the crowd reacts, and it's, it's cool to be able yep. to you know dodge these limbs like coming at you in every direction yep bingo you knew what it was when you signed up so if you can see everything coming then you know exactly where or where not to be yeah and if i can remember correctly there wasn't like there wasn't really any crazy thing that happened like no weird like pit beef or anything i feel like everybody was like in good spirits nope as as 
as far as I remember, I saw nothing. Yeah, same here. And I, I spent like the majority of the time like right up front. Yeah, I was I was I was kind of all over the place. I was either on the on the side or in the center, the back. Yep. How'd you enjoy that gulch set? Had you ever seen them before? I saw them once before at This Is Hardcore this past summer as well. So I I knew I knew what I was getting into and I had a great time. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Sonny actually just put up that set, I think, yesterday. Yep. And he, did, he just he he premiered he put up the uh, this is hardcore set yesterday. Yeah, it, it was cool to see them have a good reaction, especially for being out there f- for the first time. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, I, I, I saw people talking crap online about the set, but I was like, whatever, I, I'm not really going to pay too much attention to that because... What? That's you, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, come on. Like, at, at that point, those guys are, or whoever it was was just being a hater, just trying to talk crap about gold. 100%. 100%. They, if, if any anybody in their right mind who is present for that would never say anything other than how good it was because it was fun. They, they had a great performance and like, like they're, they're tight. Like their music is cool. If they're just, if they're just being a hate, like a, like an all around hater, especially online and not like anywhere else, then fuck them because their opinion is nothing. Like I just scroll past it. I don't even pay it. I pay it no mind. Yeah, sometimes I'll I'll be on Twitter and then um, on my feed I'll see those uh, you know Twitter arguments over whatever's going on in hardcore and I'm just like man this is not what I Boring. want like, yeah I was like I I really don't want to participate in this um, I'll, I'll kind of skim it but I'm just like okay I was like I, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna put any like more energy into it other than that because there's no point in just hundred percent like arguing with people online especially one hundred percent. Um, yeah, 100%, dude. It's, it's so tempting sometimes to either be either comment and be like, Oh, you really don't understand how wrong you are. And here's why. But like, maybe, maybe it's just maybe it's just growing up or like, maybe it's my attention span. But especially when I see really bad takes or just people people being salacious or like, trying to be like, just trying to start shit online. I just got to scroll past it. And even sometimes, like, I, as a, as a rule of thumb, if I find myself, like, about to respond to something, and if I have a spelling error, and I have to backspace a bunch of times, I'll just backspace the entire thing and cancel out of the tweet, and then just keep moving on, because I'm like, well, I didn't spell it right the first time, so there's no sense in me spelling it right and getting it out, because this, this argument means nothing, this opinion means nothing at all, because just as much as I'm going to ignore them, someone's probably going to ignore me too. So I'd rather just move on. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Cause you're probably saving yourself. If you're having like typos like that, you're probably not yep. clear, like, <laughs> clear minded and like in typing that stuff. Yeah. Or if I'm like rushing or if I'm like, if I'm like, if I'm just casually scrolling through and I'm also doing something else in life, it's a, it's a small distraction that I don't need. Like I need, like I have a hard enough time focusing on what I'm doing. So 
the, the last thing I need to do is divert my divert my 100% attention to some stupid tweet, you know? Yeah, like uh, it was like a crazy discussion. Like the last one I was like laughing at was um, they were everybody was arguing about uh, colors of um, shoelace on boots. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. Like, that 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 actual that discussion probably hasn't been had in 20 years <laughs> at least no more than no more than 15 or 20 years have people in real life talked about the color of shoelaces on boots except for like i don't know some st- some stupid documentary on tv the last thing i need is somebody telling like somebody trying to tell it like it is about what the fucking colors of your shoelaces yeah, because for being out here in California, like if somebody is like rolling up and trying to be on some like racist type shit, like that's not going to last at all. So Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like like we police our scene like pretty well. So like nobody's ever going to like let that be OK, especially out here. Like we have like a bunch of different like people from all different walks of life. So if somebody's walking yeah. and trying to be racist, that's never going to be OK. No way, dude. I'm I'm spoiled as far as that as far as that's concerned, and it, in on the East Coast specifically the Northeast specifically Philadelphia too, mm-hmm. we are spoiled when it comes to that because those I maybe it might just be my impression of it, but those people like those people know know way better than to come around with that kind of energy because like the old the older people have done like such a job of of like policing their scene and keeping that shit out that it's never even like I'm lucky enough that it's never even crossed my mind when coming to a Philly show and I went to my like I went to my first Philly show maybe I don't know 10 11 years ago it's mm-hmm. never even crossed my mind yeah because those people did such a good job of stomping that shit out and just yeah. getting rid of it I've been going to shows since 2002 and there's only ever been like one incident that I can recall where I was at a show and those kinds of people showed up and I was, it, it was, if I got, okay, it has to have been uh, 2003. That's the year mm. I was at, I was in Corona. I was at this venue that's not there anymore. It's called the showcase theater. I went to see agnostic front. I was like maybe 15 mm. or 16 at the time. And I remember, I'm like, cool. This is the first time I'm ever, I'm ever seeing Agnostic Front. This is going to be badass. And mm. I remember being there. I was just hanging out. There's a bunch of like older people, so like I was too scared to mosh. But yeah. um, in walks like these group of guys, you know, laced up, all shaved heads, whatever. And they just started beating people up. And I was like, oh crap! Like, what's going on? I've never seen this before because like you, I've heard stories like before my yeah. time, but like I was like, I've never had experienced something like this. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And no. I was just like watching like these dudes just like being bullies and like socking people up. And like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if somebody made a phone call or what, but uh, next thing I Dude, know back, back then, who knows? Because it's not like they could just call someone's cell. Yeah. So, but seriously, um, like within minutes, like, uh, I, I just see like a group of FSU dudes come in and just wreck those fools, like straight up. Like wow. these dudes got stomped out and I was like, holy shit. I was just like, People talk crap on crews uh, a whole lot, but I was like, I was like, in this situation, they, I'm glad they're around because like they, I, I yeah. wasn't old enough to beat up those guys. Like if I would have tried anything, I, I definitely would have got like smashed. So I was like, Holy oh shit. no, it's totally unrealistic to even to even think about trying. They definitely served. They definitely served a, a hell of a purpose back then. 
Yeah. It was wild. That was literally the only time I've ever uh, seen that. Because, like, um, this whole time I've been going to shows, like, like it's just, like I said, like, we do a really good job and letting uh-huh. it be known that those kind of people aren't welcome. Yep. It definitely it definitely gives you yourself, like, a, a, a different perspective than a lot of kids have, too, because you saw it firsthand at least once. So you know the other side of what happens. Aside, like, like uh, outside of just activism online, or just saying the right things like you've you've seen it take place mm-hmm. yeah it was wild but, wow but yeah but going back to people arguing on the internet it's just um funny and crazy and sometimes i'm just like damn it like how the hell did this end up on my timeline like i came on yeah. twitter to <laughs> see if there's any like cool news or like funny memes yeah definitely same thing that's what i scroll it for is is like just events and and memes but like so it's like so and so and so and so who you follow like this or responded to this so it shows up in my feed i'm like ah what is this yeah why why now why me part of me misses when twitter didn't do that oh definitely i i certainly do because i literally literally there's some people that pop up so often in my timeline i'm like i might as well be following this person I, I feel that 100 percent yeah and I, in, I, def, I definitely have regulars who I don't I don't follow yeah so and like I, I know there's the option to like mute them but it's just like I, I don't have anything against the person I, I'm just like they're always in my field or in my yeah, feed so it's just, it's just kind of funny yeah me me either at all I love I love the mute button I love muting people and I love muting words and phrases okay. I've never done the words or phrases, but uh, I've gone to this new thing where like a lot of like um, promotional ads on Twitter. I was like, what the hell oh, is this? The so, worst. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start. I've started muting those. So I try to see less. Yeah. Or like see less often or I don't like this ad or like little options like that. Now under your under your settings and privacy under the under the content, there's a section for content preferences. And under the muted section, there's muted accounts and there's muted words. And you can mute certain words from showing up in your timeline. And I must have, oh, let me look at, see, how many things. I have like 30 different words muted just so things don't show up in my feed. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, especially when like, uh, like when a phrase, when a phrase like gets itself into the lexicon for a week or so. And you and you scroll through your feed and you see nothing but that word over and over and over. I'm like, oh my god, does everybody have to like chime in and like do their funny ver- like attempt attempt at like a funny version of this this word or something? Like, oh dude, I have to like I, I usually try and mute mute those right away. I definitely I definitely mute uh, like punishing phrases like that. it's really convenient it's cool because you can you know stop stuff like that from appearing in your feed instead of like publicly like complaining about it and starting yeah. those kinds of arguments which i think is yeah. so funny i think i think uh i think i think joe i think joe hardcore about a week or so ago said said it in so many words he was like the more he said something along the lines of the more you the more you respond to something and the more you retweet it, the more this, like the more, the more you give a topic, the more it's going to be in the feed and the longer it's, ba- I'm paraphrasing big time, okay. but the lo- the longer it's going to take for it to go away. And it's so true. Like people, 
Like you don't understand, like a lot of people don't understand, like you can just scroll past it and that would be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you really just, you don't have to add to it at all. Just move on. Yeah. Uh, shout out Joe hardcore. I, uh, love that like, he was so gracious with his time, like with me early on in the, like, in like this whole pod, like podcasting thing. Cause like I, I reached out to him and mm-hmm. he was just like super down and super real about it the whole time. And oh yeah, him coming on definitely gave me like a boost and you know, people were, uh, like surprised that he gave me the time of day. Like I even had friends like that. I told like behind the scenes, I'm like, yo, like guess who's coming on the podcast and people like legitimately didn't believe me. They thought I was lying about it. Huh, wow. Yeah. I was, I was like, cool. yeah, I was like, this is weird. I was like, why would I lie about somebody coming on the podcast? Cause if I lied about it, like they would have to come on or I would be an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how I heard about your podcast, but I remember when I was, when I discovered it and I, I listened to an episode and I was I was scrolling through your feed of like episodes to here. I saw I saw his and I listened to it and I was like, man, that was another good one because he's he's really good about uh, he's he's really good about long form conversation. And he's he's really well spoken, especially nowadays. Like I can I, I can listen to him talk for a pretty long time because he knows a lot about a lot of things <laughs> like even even actually at FYA. I don't remember how the discussion got started, but like I kind of, I kind of bumped into him up in the, up in like the front area where they were checking, checking, uh, wristbands or whatever. And I mentioned something about jujitsu and he, he gave me like a lesson or like talk to me about jujitsu for probably a half an hour. And I was like, man, that was great. Yeah. He's really passionate about that. And for me to have him on the podcast, it was, uh, it was like insane because I used to frequent the B9 board and there was just this thread that I loved. It was just like, you know, uh, stories and like legends, uh, you know, uh, of like hardcore. And he would always chime in with these crazy stories. And I, I, I just I was like, dude, this is awesome. I was like, I was always like refreshing and Gotta like, talk to this guy. like waiting yeah. for like his next like awesome, like wild story about like whatever happened in hardcore. So mm-hmm. the fact that I, I reached out to him and before that, like uh, we didn't like follow each other on anything, but uh, he was oh, just, just kind of cold called him. Yeah. And he was just down to do it from the beginning. And that's great. Yeah. So so it was definitely a good time. And I, I know people have asked me uh, to have him back on and he's definitely going to come back on because we, we talked about it at FYA. Um, it's nice. just uh, just got to make sure the timing is right. So for yeah. everybody wondering, he's going to Joe Hardcore is going to come back on. He's a great dude. And uh, yeah. just wait just because it'll happen when. soon. Not if, but when. Yes, but <laughs> that's crazy. I uh, think it's cool that uh, you told me beforehand that you, you listen to the podcast because that definitely means a lot to me. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm a, like a, I'm a huge fan of long form conversation and you're a great um, you're a great interviewer, too. Like you, you ask really good questions and you add a lot to the discussion. It's r- super easy to listen to. So I'm definitely a, a legitimate fan. When you asked me to be on be on it, I was like, are you kidding me? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why me but yeah, I, was, I was super down because i'm uh, like i said i'm a fan 
Yeah, I, I remember that, that conversation uh, when I, you know, it's 22 is I and I, I hate this, but I, I always have to do it because I, when I meet people in person who like I know online, whatever, like, you know, I'm friends on Instagram or Twitter. Um, I, I always have to introduce myself because I want to make sure the person that I'm talking to knows that it's me. And mm, yeah. um, I, I remember like I introduced myself to you and you're like, oh, like, I know who you are. And I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I feel stupid, but I had to do it because I wanted just to, to make it clear like hey like we're actually meeting for the first time in person not just like mm-hmm. oh hey like i know that guy from the internet you know it, de- it definitely it definitely definitely makes that connection just a little more meaningful because you can connect a personal interaction to it so i agree with that i yeah. i wish i was i wish i was better about it about like like legitimately introducing myself to people i've met online i've i've gotten a little better about it with age but maybe it's just because i like when you like as you grow up you have so many interactions like it's just another interaction you don't have to be shy somebody is just a human being same as you you're both you're both in the same place so you enjoy the same thing you're both breathing the same oxygen they're not different yeah and honestly the one time that i didn't do it at fya i like uh I, I'm not going to name him on air, but I stopped this guy. I'm like, yo, like, what's up? Like, it's, it's good to see you. And I could see just the look in his face. He's like, who the fuck is this? But he just like <laughs> went along with it. And the whole time I was like, God, this is awkward. Like, I can't introduce myself now because like we're already like hugging and in the middle of talking. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I just I do. Oh, I, end, I ended it so fast. I was like, I, this is so weird. Ah, that's so that's why i i have to do that because i i can't just just go like and assume that people know it's me yeah man i if that's that's one thing i've definitely learned you can never assume shit about anything or anyone yeah so but that that conversation with you and me asking you to come on i i I do remember that look on your face you you did seem like really surprised yeah i was like oh yeah. And like I've told people before, like having uh, this whole like podcast thing, it's not just having people on from bands like I, I literally want to talk to anybody who I think is interesting or cool or anybody who wants to come on and just talk about, you know, obviously hardcore is a cool thing to have in common, but I, I'm down to talk about anything. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, honestly, same. So I love a good conversation. And yeah, and I, I've definitely had some cool bands on from your area, uh, some cool Delaware bands. I've listened to a couple. I remember. Oh, you know what? I just remembered who it was who made me discover your podcast. It was because you interviewed uh, Jack from Queensway slash Adrenaline. Wow. Shout out Jack. He's shout uh, out Jack. <laughs> great guy. I, I always DM him like the most random times about like the most Dude, random stuff. Yeah. And he still t- to this day responds. Uh, so shout out Jack. Shout out Jack. Shout out Pat. Shout out Queensway in general. I yeah. love that band, dude. Dude. That band is so sick. I, I remember the first time they came to California, uh, they played like Van Nuys. They, they, they played the, the white Oak. It's, uh, it's not even there anymore. And I was asking my friends like yo who wants to go see queensway and nobody uh and, and this is like uh, me who? this is me uh, uh, asking my, my friends that i was at work with at the time this is when i used to work the 
print shop and yeah nobody was in tune they're like oh, we don't want to drive all the way out to van nuys to see some band we've never heard of and i was like all right nah, it's fine it's fine fun. i'll just drive out and go see them by myself but yeah queensway super awesome band I, i'm glad yep. to see them uh you know put out that new record back in october uh yep it, it i was, listen to it all the time yeah it, it was cool to see them again I, I i caught their set at fya and i was like this band's so awesome yeah that was a good set uh, that that was um they're they're one of the last bands i uh i caught multiple dates of a little leg of because they did a weekend with uh life's question just the other week i saw them in baltimore on a friday night and then on a sun this past sunday i saw them in philly at creep okay oh yeah that's sick and you mentioned life's question They've only. Yep, oh, I well, saw. Yep, I saw him on the podcast too. Shout yeah. out Josh. Shout out Josh. Uh, so, b- before FYA, they had only played California. Uh, well, in my area, they, they played program the the skate shop. So it, it was uh-huh. a cool reaction. But I didn't realize how like many kids like that band until I went to FYA and I just saw the whole Dude. room go off. I was like, holy shit, this is their reaction uh, was so big. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. I was like, this band's awesome. Like I, I'd like them. That's why I had Josh on the podcast, but just seeing them at yeah. FYA, I was like blown away. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, yeah man, definitely. And yeah. it's like same, even, even at the little, at the little local show that they played this past Sunday, like creep, I'm pretty sure creep sold out. And it was like, it was Higher Power, Queensway, them, and I want to say Raw Life opened the show. I'm pretty sure they did. And uh, unfortunately, Hangman had to drop or something. But even with just those four bands, like the entire room was watching Life's Question. They always get, they like as all the reactions I've seen have, have always been super good. Yeah, I, I always do this thing where like whenever I'm into a band, I, I just picture and want them to be playing Sound and Fury because that's like the local fest to where I'm at. So, um, oh yeah, I, I always like just like cross my fingers and hope I'm like okay, like this band's super awesome. Like I hope they get asked to play because like, I feel that they could do well there and kill it. Oh yeah, I I bet. Uh, it, I feel like it would be remiss if they did not play Sound and Fury this year. Yeah. Has it been announced yet? No, no. There's, um, uh, I, I know it's being worked on. Like things are, uh, they're already starting to get things in motion for the fest. So, uh, we should hear an announcement in a couple months. Because what yeah, it's February if, now, probably. Yeah, and it's it's what June when they play when they do that. July. It's July. Wow. I thought it yeah. Was, uh, for some reason, it was June, but yeah, they. I I would love to see them play a fest like that as well yeah it'd be cool but have you ever been to sound and fury no i was just about to say i definitely want to make it out to a sound and fury someday because especially ever since the uh ever since it came back it's been even cooler than it was before because i didn't i like obviously i've never been but when it the first uh the first several years of it it looked like a really fun uh fest to attend like a a couple of friends of mine played it one year. I want to say like probably 2011 or something like that. Okay. They drove out to California. Like they tore, they tore it out to it and it, it looked super cool. What band were they in? Uh, my, shout out double dealer. Oh, Delaware. double dealer. The homie yeah, uh, Max. 
Yep, my man. Has Dude, he been on the podcast? He is not. I but Dude. I I met him in uh, Disney World. Dude, he would be a great guest. You should talk to him. Yeah, I gotta hit up Max. Yeah, because I, I met him in Disney World, and once again met him through Steve Huey. And again, uh, the the power of Steve Steve Huey knows no bounds. Yeah, so we, we linked up with Max, and we hung out with him like a, a couple different times. We went uh, hung out with him inside uh, Disney World, and then we went out and got ramen together at this like this DBZ themed ramen spot, which was pretty cool. Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Like I was so caught up in the moment, I got suckered and bought this stupid like Goku energy drink, which was just like some generic drink that was just labeled with like Dragon Ball Z stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like 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 this kind of energy drinks you could get from Hot Topic back yes. in the day, like the, the Mario One Up. Yes, I swear, and shit. I swear, they're all the same drinks, just uh, getting like just labeled different. different. Yeah, so I I got suckered and bought some like Goku like spirit bomb bullshit. Oh God! I bet it tasted the same as everything. Like what was like what was another one back then? Like I think Nelly's Pimp Juice back in the day. He had an energy but, drink, dude. Yeah, he had an energy drink, and it was called Pimp Juice. And it was actually a really nice looking can. It looked like a Cadillac or something. I am pulling it up. And right now. people people claimed it didn't taste the same as every other because it had apple juice in it. That was bullshit. It tasted the same. That's crazy. Nelly uh, just played in uh, L.A. Uh, last night. He, he did like a I think he played co- um, country grammar front to back for, for like a special. No like, way. Yeah. For like a special Valentine's Day set. Wow. What an experience that probably was. Yeah. Wild. That's so cool. Honestly. Yeah. But shout out Max. Uh, oh, so the double. Dealer oh, yeah. Came out big played. Time. OK. Double, yeah. Double dealer. I think I want to say they they definitely tore it out there. And they played Sound and Fury. Had to be 2010 or 11. Okay. <laughs> I'm, to, I'm pulling up the flyer right now. So 2011. Uh, yeah, my, d- Double Dealers. Uh, definitely on the 2011 flyer. So Was that the year with Mother of Mercy too? Uh, did Mother... Or was that another one? No, Mother of Mercy didn't play 2011. They, I think they played 2010 for sure. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah, they, they I did, remember. Uh, yeah, because they did because it wasn't because uh, 2010. Um, I, I definitely remember them playing because of the whole like the fest got shut down early, and there's definitely uh, a picture of me um, in the crowd, and it's like Bob on stage. So I was like, mm-hmm. had that picture saved somewhere because I, I I love that band. I I, I saw him uh, yes. posting about somebody asking you know, Mother Mercy to play, and he like tagged like the other, the other guys. I was like, dude, I would love to see that band again. Dude, yeah, I would I would do I would do a lot of things to see that band again in the form that they were back then. He yeah. he he. Occasionally they they'll get asked to do stuff and like like that. Like Bob will tag the other members and he'll be like anyone anyone <laughs> and yeah they like uh beware just played in your area like recently dude, yes they played delaware it was great yeah and i i saw them on the flyer i was like fuck i was like i love that band like it's just I, I would love to see that band again too they were they were great too they were great as a band and that show was great but yeah but like that uh I, I, man, I miss seeing them and Mother of Mercy both a lot. Yeah, I, I was just happy that I, I was able to see them because I think I saw Mother of Mercy for the first time. Was it 2009 or was it 2010? Because I know they came out one. multiple times. Mm-hmm. 
they were they were they were widely successful at, at, for a while. Yeah, because I remember in 2009, I was like really stoked to see uh, the Mongoloids, Bad Seed, and it had to been Mother Mercy. Yeah, it was definitely Mother Mercy because I remember I I really wanted to see the Carrier that year, but they uh, played early and the line mm. to get into this venue was just like really long and it was just like really moving really slow so i actually i uh, missed oh you the, missed them missed the carrier that year but dude i guess some things never change as far as the line because i've heard horror stories about the line getting into sound and fury yeah sometimes it can be bad but like they've they definitely made efforts to like you know uh they gave people the option to show up like the day before to get your wristband so you don't have to like oh, good. deal with like the crazy line but yeah checking it that's that's very smart yeah but dude i remember in 2009 uh naysayer did like a secret set um which i thought was like really cool because i i saw like dudes like walking around with like these like awesome like naysayer like uh tank tops this is back when like tank tops were like still a thing yep and, for the shit yeah and i remember <laughs> asking i'm like dude like where'd you guys get that tank top and they're like, oh like you like dude, naysayer and i was like yeah i was like i fucking love naysayer and they're like, all right cool like just make sure to like stick around after swamp thing like they're playing a couple songs so i was like oh shit so i like i told all my friends and we like made sure to go like make sure to stay after swamp thing that's so sick shout out swamp thing too yeah. i love i love seeing bands like do things like that like oh like like they'll either jump on the lineup or they'll like if if their friends are playing a set they'll they jump up and play a couple songs and they just tell a couple people and it just becomes uh it just it's it's funny how fast word spreads because you can be like yo stick around after uh like st- like like you said like stick around after swamp thing because naysayer is gonna play yeah i love i love shit like that that's this it, it makes <clears throat> it makes like it makes it makes for a hell of a story yeah, it's like also, one of those things too. It's like cool. Like I was there, and like yeah, like here's a little treat. It's like oh, cool. Like I I get to see this awesome band that wasn't even like announced mm-hmm. on the bill. Like come and play like a couple cool songs. Yep, and it's always yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's a band that I wish was like still doing like stuff because I I can't remember the last time I saw Naysayer. Oh, me either. Now that I think about it. Well, hopefully somebody in this band or somebody in the band hears this and they were like, hey, we should play some shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if any of them are listening, people people would definitely come out and see you. So if you if you play it, they will come. So what is uh, and I'm not trying to like uh, put down any other fest, but I'm, uh, what's your favorite fest to go to out of all the fests that happen? Whew, holy shit. That's hard. I would say. For the longest time, it's been this is hardcore, I think, because A, the proximity, B, uh, it's for the last several years in a row, it's been multiple days. So there's so much to choose from. And and thirdly, like the draw of that fest is so big. You can you can see bands that you otherwise more than likely would not see unless you went to their respective areas like like this past summer, I saw Gulch for the first time because they played this as hardcore. But also, it's cool to see them. Uh, like, not that not that reunions are the only draw for fests, but it's really cool to see bands do special sets for uh, this is hardcore and other big uh, big fests too. So I 
I'd say my number one favorite is probably This Is Hardcore, followed closely by uh, by FYA and LDB. I need to make it out to LDB. Oh my god, you're telling me all the all the posts about LDB this year, and in addition to that, all the posts of LDB FOMO this year. I was like, all right, I'm I'm putting it in. I'm putting it out there now. I will not miss another LDB. Because I've been to th- I've been to three LDBs okay. in the past, and think this pe- this past one, the one before, definitely all the ones that were called LDB. I haven't been to. I've been to it when it was called uh, Midwest Midwest Blood. Midwest Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I I played it two times, and then I went out there with my friends in seventeen, I think. Is that a long drive to get out there from where you're at? I want to say it's definitely long. I'd say if I drove there, if if I drove there and did not stop except for gas and like the occasional stop, it'd probably take me uh, 12, 13 hours to get there. Let me just search it real quick. Louisville. Yeah. I'm sorry. Louisville. If I did not stop at all whatsoever, Without gas, it would take me ten hours on the dot, pretty much, to get there. But mm-hmm. with with stopping and being a human being, you need to stop once in a while. Mm-hmm. I could probably get there in twelve or thirteen. That's I flew one time. It was so much better than driving. I, I'm. <laughs> it was so much nicer to fly. Yeah, I would definitely like driving from where I'm at. It's definitely not an option. <laughs> oh man, it's probably double the length from you. Yeah. I think like flying there is like only a, like a couple hundred bucks. It's not that bad. No, that's a that's a general like generally priced flight. I'd, I'm sure if you plan it out right, that's totally doable. Yeah, I remember I tried to get tickets and I failed every time for th- this Man. past year. Uh, flight tickets? No, 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 to buy like an actual ticket to the fest. Oh, like fest tickets? That's man, that really shows the demand of that fest. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I was like, wow. I was like, like it, the first experience I had with something like that was when the Sound and Fury last year for Have Heart. I was like, what is going on? I was like, I've never had trouble getting a ticket to go to a hardcore fest. I was like, I didn't realize so many kids wanted like, to go. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was wild. But then uh, when I went to go buy the tickets to LDB, I was like, holy shit. I, I took another L and then like I literally tried <laughs> like the I, I think they opened up tickets like two more times after that. Um, mm. and I, I know they did it like one final time, but at that point I was like, it was just too late that I, I couldn't get time off of work. Take time off of work. A flight would be like, like 40% more expensive. Like that's what I tried to do too, because this past, this past LDB, like it, it was timed in such a way where like, like I, when I get my W2s, obviously I do my taxes immediately so I can get the refund as quickly as possible. And my, my, my tax refund hit like moments, like moments into like Wednesday or Thursday and the fest was on Friday and Saturday. And I was like, dude, I might actually like, (laughs) I might spontaneously buy a flight out there. And then when I get there, like try and find a way into the fest somehow, cause it had been sold out by that time. Yeah. But even, even then I was like, dude, because the, the flight was like, I want to say like $778 or something crazy like that. I was like, ah, never mind. 
Yeah. But I will I will not miss another LDB. Right. Shout well, out Alex. Shout out Ryan. Shout out all those people. Well, we'll have to check in with you next year to see if you made it. I'll 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 post a, um <laughs> I'll make the gig report. Okay. All right. <laughs> that sounds uh, like a plan. Yeah, I, I definitely have to make it out there because I, um, my buddy Steven from 197 Media, he filmed it in 2019. Mm, yeah. And I, I watched those sets like all the time, which he, he did a really great job filming. And I'm really excited to see what he does this year with the footage that he got. Oh, man. I can't wait to see videos from this year because even Instagram videos I was watching, I was like, dude, look at this fucking fest. Yeah. It's like, look at these, look at these bands. Like I could, I was like, fuck. Yeah. It was cool to see uh, a lot of kids show up and pop off. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all you can ask for is people to show up. And then, and then like, it's nothing but positive and like reactions are good. People like, and bands are playing better. I, I think it's a testament to like, the time that we're in now, like there's so many bands who, who get booked on like, especially bands who get booked on big shows like that or bands who are booking big tours. There are so many bands playing good quality sets. Like the musicianship this day and age is like bar none. Like so good. Like everybody is playing like ripping sets and it makes it makes a reaction better because obviously when shit sounds better, people are going to get more excited about it. It's it's really a time to be it's really a time like it's really a time to be a spectator. These I, days, I was definitely stoked to see that Cruel Hand was on that lineup. I love that band so much, dude. That that's an early that's an early band for me. Like they're they're one they were one of my like. Uh, one of my earliest entryways into actual hardcore music like that, that generation of bands, like, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, like naysayer, probably cruel hand, mother of mercy, bitter end. Like all those were like my first, my first entrances. Um, also steel nation, like all of those bands, dude. (laughs) I love that band so much. Dude, we could, we could, we could talk on a whole nother podcast about uh, soul swallower. That was that was the first hardcore record I ever heard on my computer. Really? Ever. I saw them when they had their original singer. Wow. When there was just one person? Yeah, yeah. They had some dude. Uh, he, he was like just some bald dude. That's all I can remember. I, yep. I n- never talked to him. But yeah, he, he, he fronted the band. And, uh, I, that hardcore band that I was in a long time ago, I, like we were fortunate enough to play with them. We, we played at this roller rink. It was like us, nice. uh, uh, it was us grave maker, know the score and know the score, know yeah. the score. Yeah. And, uh, steel nation. It was crazy. I was like, how did we get on this bill? And <laughs> it, it was so weird. And I felt so stupid because it was at this roller rink and there was a stage and my band played on stage. Um, uh, nobody, then, I love, I, I love this dude when you play on stage and then nobody else does. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I was like, why do I was like, how did we end up the only dumb band on stage? Nobody. <laughs> I 
squashed. We look like idiots. And then everybody else played on the floor. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, why? I was like, how come nobody else played on stage? This is like, nobody gave us the memo to just like be on the floor. I felt so dumb. But- <laughs> just set up on the floor, you fucking dolts. No, I, I, I hate when that happens. Like when your band is the meter of like whether we set up on stage or not. And then everyone's like, "Oh, fuck it, we'll just play on the floor." That was yeah. black. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so embarrassing, but it was definitely a, a, a good show. I, I had a great time, and I'll never forget that. Um, but yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, love that band, Steel Nation. Like the literally the last time they came to California was in two thousand nine, and me and my buddy wow. drove out, and because we were so stoked to to see them, and they're uh, touring on. Um, why can't I think of the forever wounded? Yes, for, forever wounded. And I remember they they recognized me. They're like, "Hey, you played in that band," and I was like, "God, oh, this is so embarrassing." I was like, "Yes." I was like, I "Wow." Played, <laughs> I was like, I, "I played in that band, but whatever." Like, we're here to see you guys. Uh, this is awesome. And shout out to Steel Nation, uh, great record. And I, I I wish I wish they would get out more, but I, I'm sure they have the reasons for not doing that. But I I seriously love that band, and I'll always say good things about them because their music is awesome. 100% and they're all so real too like the like I've I've played a couple shows with them just my my band being in Pennsylvania like they're they're from like way out there Pennsylvania but they've played a couple shows and like I've seen I've, I've seen them play shows that like people close to me put on mm-hmm. so I got to kind of experience who they were and they're all like super real those dudes are awesome the band's awesome hell yeah that's really awesome to hear. Shout out Steel Nation. And did we leave? Oh, oh no. No, sorry about that. I was I, I muted it because my dog is barking. Okay, sorry. I was like, wait, does it, did we lose Tom again? But no, we're still here. The internet's going strong. Yep. Internet is still in full force for now. Thank God. <laughs> um, well, I feel like this is a really great place to wrap things up. Oh, with, uh, with that. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Well, it was definitely a great conversation. I'm, I'm really stoked to have had you on. Uh, I'm, I'm happy we're able to make this work. Me too. I was yeah. looking forward to it for weeks. Hell yeah. That, that, that's really awesome to hear. Uh, before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Do you want to, you know, make a call out there and try to get people to start a band with you? Well, I mean, I feel like I can do that a little better organically. Okay. Like, uh, as far as like, <laughs> actually, in fact, the last band I was in, I, I joined totally organically just by happenstance. I was in the right place at the right time. But, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't really, uh, like we said, I'm not in a band. I don't really have anything to promote per se, but I know that, uh, whenever, whenever the, the Drows, like we, Drows recorded a full-on LP with me, and whenever that's done being mixed and mastered and put together and stuff, we will have a small physical release of that, and we'll probably do a last show with a posthumous, um, uh, like a posthumous record release show. Like shout out Jared from Sore Ear Collective for, for offering to put us out, or, or put that out for us, and like a. Uh, the only things the only things I can think of that are coming up that deserve some attention is probably I saw the other day the uh the second Pennsylvania um 
Unity Barbecue show got announced. Yes. So I'm very psyched for that. In fact, the I uh, Drow, the last show that Drow's played was the uh, the the barbecue last year, and it was without question the best show we ever played. Wow. Uh, a, a because of like the turnout and we just we played a perfect set musically. Did, did a you cool cover. Get any of the pizza? No, I did not. I did not even see it. Okay, I, I was curious because last year. No, last year it uh it got rained out, so there was no barbecue happening. But hopefully this year that's different, and uh, somebody will be on the grill. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, shout out to Bob Wilson again. I big time always compliment him because I loved that idea of the original Unity Barbecue. So to see it come back again with an Dude, awesome yeah. lineup again, I I, I was really stoked, and I'm I'm really stoked to see uh, how that band Contrast of Sin. Uh, how they get received. Cause I think that band's pretty cool from out there. Uh huh. Yep. I've seen them. I've seen them a couple times now lately and they're, they, as they should be, they are picking up steam. So I'm glad to see that too. They're sick. Yeah. Shout out to contrast of sin. One step closer mm-hmm. choice to make shackled simulacra. And those are some of the bands that I'm really looking forward to seeing yes. get good reactions. Yes. Shout out simulacra big time. Shout out, uh, Shout out Chemical Fixation play, playing a split set, so they're combining, basically combining their sets. And shout out that new uh, that new Fixation promo that just dropped. That's awesome. Yes, those uh, two new songs. Yes, hell yeah. Shout and, out Wyatt, I love them. Yeah, and there's some newer bands playing too. Carbonite, Fool's Game. Yep, Carbonite first show. Yeah. Oh, Malice at the Palace is playing that Yo, show. Yo, shout out my boy Rob from Pensacola. I just talked to Rob the other night. Shout oh, out Rob. I dude. listened to that episode that you did with him. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, R- R- Rob's really great. Loved love talking to him. He, he's he's yeah. a good guy behind the scenes too. Big time. Rob is an angel. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Well, thank you again, Tom. This has been a fun conversation. Uh, I'm re- really glad that you're able to come on, and we'll do it again in, in the future. Oh, that sounds great, man. Anytime. And you can like, like we, we, you can talk to me anytime too, either. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you again. Yes. And thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top. 